0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by the new term at fxphd.com, with new Nuke, Real Flow, Houdini, Maya, Cinema 4D, Previs, and much, much more. Check it out now at fxphd.com and take your career to the next level. You're listening to The RC, your guide to digital cinema, filmmaking, and cutting-edge imaging. Hi and welcome to this week's RC podcast covering digital cinematography. This week we're going to be covering, well, where Jason's been and where Jason's about to go, as well as some new Canon cameras and... It's not all about me. <laughs> it's all about you, Jace. as well as a bunch of other stuff here on the FX Guide RC where we see our role as to mine the news, filter the blogs and find out where Jason's going to next. Uh, this is all the camera tech we're discussing, obsessing about Arguing about and trying to catch up on, and of course, as you can hear, I'm joined by the one and only Mister Jason L- Wingrove.
1: How are you all? How are we all? Sorry for the uh, the irregularity. You should be used to it by
0: now. Well, I think that it uh, is totally a reflection of the fact that certainly you work for a living. I don't, of course, but you do. Oh right, so yeah. You
1: just sort of yeah. You're just. I just pounce around, uh, but yeah, you're just.
0: Sort you've been of overseas.
1: Pottery. I have the lovely Prague. I was sort of. Uh, wasn't quite sure what to expect. I was f- sort of, I guess, half expecting to come back with uh, one less, uh, one less kidney.
0: Um, um, is Prague but... like that, or is it super civilized? Normal, no, it's wonderful. super
1: civilized. Holy shit, it's super civilized. It's so such a beautiful city. I tell you, I was more looked after on that job than I've been in local jobs or on uh, overseas jobs for a long time. I uh, super super um, professional company. Yeah. Uh, Savage is the company I was working through. So they're local
0: or was that the New York? They're local. They have offices in New York and
1: in um, Prague. And uh, yeah, super professional, amazing crews. I mean all the crews, you know, the crews are all come off like a Die Hard last week or a Born Identity or whatever. You know, they're all like super buttoned up, great camera gear, um, access to everything. Apart from from Anton Bauer batteries, which I really wanted for my epic – I could want for nothing. There was everything on, on everything, hot and cold running. Uh, all facilities, beautiful hotels. You know, great. You know, great service on set. People, crews were fantastic. First ADs were fantastic. Casting was brilliant. Found some really great people. It was hard. It was I, hard. It is hard to to work in uh, not your native.
0: Yeah. Tar- you know, I mean, I understand uh, you're working with kids. That's what I was about to say, actually. Yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. understand sort of English?
1: I mean, there's probably, I think probably 50 to 75 percent of the crew understand English and, and have a good a good good um, a good grasp. Uh, not that they should, but uh, and I think cast wise, probably probably 50 percent of the cast. Um, yeah, I had a sort of a great liaison person to help working with. What the is cast. the
0: native tongue of Prague? It is check, and so you don't have any check. I don't have any repertoire. check. And I know
1: how to say action and cut and faster. Uh,
0: okay, all right. How do you say action faster? And
1: uh, cut what do you say? So you go camera and then actor, and then you say I think faster. Now you got me on the spot. I think that so is because
0: what you wanted actually to say is uh, same again, more faster. <laughs> yes,
1: right. I shouldn't even learn to do. I didn't. Shouldn't even say cut. Um, Faster is uh, sparky, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. I am impressed. Um, now, let me just ask you this. Um, because but I when, had people to say that
1: for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> of course you did. When you were there, I saw you posting some um, tests with um, – okay, so uh, this is how it's spelled. Dog shit lenses. Oh, yeah. I got
1: my dog shit lens, which was awesome.
0: And um, – and I mean, I was
1: gonna, I was just gonna muck around with the thing, but I ended up putting it on the camera a lot and shooting with it, and yeah, it got
0: some beautiful. beautiful I think that I it. think that is really really good. I mean, I, we were obviously talking about it before you got it. I was mm. loath to mention it until we actually saw it because I've yeah. actually seen some other tests where these modded lenses actually make the lens well. Let's face it, inferior in a way you don't want. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. This, I mean, it's look, a milky lens,
1: but I think what it does is it it doesn't. It's not really ruining. I mean, we sort of touched on this on on the episode a couple back. It's not really ruining the image. It's still beautifully sharp. It's just kind of like opening it up to a little bit more of a bit bit of artifacts and opening it up to a bit more character to creep in there. And uh, there was some stuff that I just wanted to, you know, if I knew I really wanted to go chasing flares, I'd put this on and I just was just outstanding. And even even when there wasn't really any direct light to catch flares, I just put it on a couple of times and I could just get a little bit of, Nice, interesting character coming in there. And uh, rather than just, you know, shoot it on sterile lenses and then just lift the blacks and go for a sort of standard log look and pretend that it's real, I just kind of, um, yeah. I mean, I, I literally I just wanted to take it there to, to muck around with and I shot some early tests at night. Uh, and it's like, it is bonkers, flary. It is just insanely flary. If you've got like hot spots at night, it's like seriously wandering around. It's like, it's like um, uh, the spinners in Blade Runner. It's just, everything is just doing insane, <laughs> insane. Um, well, I know, hope all the elements put, and all the
0: rings. I hope you, you can put a good word for me in because I. Way before we started talking about it, also about the same time you did, put my name on the Facebook list, and yes. I've not heard anything from them.
1: Yes, I think. Well, also, you know, putting and doing a podcast on it didn't help. That
0: uh... you put me <laughs> back? No, I
1: shouldn't have put you
0: back. What,
1: I, but, I don't uh, think I
0: said anything negative.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, just you know, we probably added to the helped add to the
0: oh to the queue.
1: To the queue, but that shouldn't well, add people in front okay. of me. So, so I'm, sure, I'm sure you will be contacted shortly. Please? But, um, yes. I know. Well, they
0: talked to you, so maybe you can put a good word in yes, for me. absolutely. Hey, um, absolutely. so I just thought the images were terrific. And I've got to say, um, it. look, it, it's uh, the reason I'm bringing it up now, I don't know if you've seen Man of Steel. Have you? I haven't. So, it's got, it's obviously, I'm not saying for a second that Flair it's the doctor. again Central again? No, no, it's not Flair, Flair Central. AM, but there is some really beautiful... Um, I think really beautiful. Some people have criticised it, uh, sort of wobble cam stuff. Of, but it's not shaky cam. It's just mm. sort of a handheld look. Especially, um, I think you've probably seen some of it in the trailer, where he's uh, sort of flashbacks to his youth, and you've got shots in um, Ohio. I think it is. Uh, you know, it's certainly or Kansas, wherever it is. But it's like the Midwest. Yeah. God, I, if I'm going to get my geography screwed, I'm going to get. I'm so sorry. I, I'm my appalling memory as to where. Where did he grow up in Ohio? Oh my God. I don't remember. Anyway, it's it's, anyway Okay, so the imagine there are wheat fields or cornfields. Oh, yeah. but the point is, he's standing in the backyard as it's a, a kid. Town. Small, Smallville, obviously, yeah. but but in the film they identify what state oh, that's see. in.
1: Smallville, Ohio, or something.
0: Whatever. Anyway, the point is, getting back to the <laughs> point is lenses. Please. It was you know that kind of flary, handheld uh, sort of summary remembering kind yeah, of yeah. not on the faces clearly kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it added a tremendous amount of emotion and uh, value to those shots. Yeah,
1: that's a good point, absolutely. Because I think when I was doing my tests and just mucking around with it, I thought this is not just – this was not just adding just flares for flares sake. It really did suit suit where I was shooting and where I was testing. Mm. It sort of – you can really – you could definitely use it i mean depending on on how far you pushed it and how far your specific lens had been treated and how far your you know your choices on your sure. uh, on the, on the dog shit optics yeah. menu menu of craziness that you could um it definitely added a character and added could add emotion and if, if you were going for one particular scene where you just wanted to push things for that um you know for that particular scene you could really it does really as you say add adds emotion you know it does add an atmosphere and uh, obviously you can go too far but i think
0: and look i'm not saying it, anything definitely... particularly original but one of the things that i think is the reason for that is that we live in such a slick age that yeah. when you can give something a certain visual authenticity that it isn't super processed obviously it is but you know where it yeah. feels more kind of natural and more of yeah. an age when people would just capture with three minutes in the mag on their Super 8, even though I've since shot Super 8 and it's so appallingly bad, I could hardly believe that I ever considered it to be, you know, an image. Yeah. But my memory of it is that kind of, uh, you know, desaturated, slightly foggy, um, uh, flary kind of, you know, plastic lens look. And I guess
1: that's what they were heading for was to give it that, um, a bit of a vintage feel mm. without having to it's really good. fake
0: it up with a fake Instagram look oh, or
1: with a, with this, a, you know, with a sort of a, you know, a, a warm grade and, a, um, and put some extra grain in, you know, so I think say that they, not having a lens,
0: camera. I wouldn't really know. Yes. Cause I
1: well, never got back to you anyway. Um, I'm done with it. But so
0: yes. Yeah. So that was, so you actually shot it in this, whatever thing that it was that you were shooting in Prague that I hasn't gone to wear yet.
1: Uh, no, not yet. No, right, TVC, but it's it will go in the next couple of weeks. So I maybe. joked in
0: the opener that we were between trips for you. So you've come back from Prague. Well, let's hang off where you're going yet, because oh. I know that that something happened while you were away. And one of the first emails I got was from my good friend, in fact, my business partner, Mr. John Montgomery. Said I can't wait to hear Jason's ah, yes. comment on Apple's decision to release a new uh, professional.
1: Well, you know, can't wait to hear your opinion as well, Mike. I mean, I think it's certainly not... Oh, Actually, should we get stuck into this then?
0: Let's do it because well, and, th- and with a bent, that I, I do want to know what it's like in terms of, a, you know, with our filter of mm-hmm. digital cinematography, post-production, not just, you know, do I think it's a good idea to have something that looks like a...
1: And I think it was good to just sit on it as well and have a bit of time to think about it and uh, and let, let that sort of stew a bit. But so it certainly wasn't... I mean, I guess A it was a bittersweet thing. A it was good because they didn't kill the Mac Pro completely, right? That we knew that there is a Mac Pro still in our future. Right? That's a plus. We have to sort of think of it, the fact that, you know, we we're all just thinking, shit, as they've just completely killed Mac Pro. Are we gonna you know, what's what's the what's the solution beyond an iMac? You know, we just we weren't sure what the hell was going on. So Plus, that is is actually you know not dead. Mm. Um, it certainly wasn't the Mac Pro we uh, hoped for, but it was kind of the Mac Pro we thought we would get—a less modular, more of a break and it broke out breakout sort of box kind of uh, a deal. So it was you know it was not, it was not altogether unsurprising. I guess was it really?
0: Let me ask but, you this: Would you buy one? Yes. Okay, well, but so if, would I. So yes, I don't know I'm, still
1: gonna, I'm still definitely going to buy it. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's there's pluses and minuses with yeah. the thing. I
0: think the either. obvious minuses, without any shadow of a doubt, for me okay. is the graphics board. I know John Montgomery has a terrific story up on FX Guide um, mm. called "The New Mac Pro: The Cube Comes of Age," uh, referencing the um, the Mac Cube. Yeah, I had one of those. John had one of those. Well. I had one of those. Yeah, I, had one
1: and I fucking loved it. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant piece of yeah. design. Pop
0: up toaster. It was great.
1: There was love in that design. It was, was. beautifully crafted. It was a Joy to open up. You couldn't do much with it when you opened it up, but when it was it was a beautiful piece of design. And okay, uh, it was it was a great piece
0: of. Equipment. So the the, the CUDA card and um, not having an Nvidia card is, um, I naming mean, uh, is what bothers me, I guess, because though I do understand the arguments about the AMD um, stuff, but yes. there are still applications. Uh, especially in the graphics area um, yeah, well let's
1: work out what those are because i presume this is a big this is a heavy hitter this is a big player in the market now launching something new mad if everybody whose cards we now rely on aren't going to start rewriting their code and haven't already started rewriting their code to work with the fire pro card so what so what at the moment well, I was talking are we disappointed to th- that we've lost? Okay, the so I was
0: talking computer. to some guys you wouldn't, I don't think know, called um, Otoy make a thing called an Octane Renderer, and that runs on the GPU, it runs on CUDA, it doesn't run on anything else. Um, you know, that's the kind of uh, specialist application that I kind of bump into. And by all accounts, most people that are hardcore GPU tend, in my experience, to do CUDA first and, and open GL second. And the second, the, the, so that's... Part of it. The second thing yeah. is not everything's in that camp because immediately, as we know, Da Vinci came out of the gate and said, "Hey, this looks like a really good machine." Yes. Um, so that's good.
1: We're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to, we are are now, and will continue to obviously still follow, um, develop, and keep CUDA acceleration happening. But they are actively and working on, and already have got got OpenCL and got 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 Resolve ten yeah. uh, accelerated
0: for. For and, these and of course, so the, foundry, one tick, one the foundry, the foundry stuck Murray on it and did, I think, a spectacular job at showing Murray at um, at the Apple uh, Developers Conference. If right. you're a developer, you could have watched that. Um, yes, Jack did a great job um, explaining that. Pixar showed stuff from Mu. It was great. And Pixar,
1: um, I guess, are on board, and they did, they did, they did uh, presentations working for RenderMan, working on it. It wasn't so much so, RenderMan
0: actually; it was Mari presentation oh, right, right, with okay. um uh the characters from monsters university the thing is i was going to get back to these guys at octane right because these are the smaller application that's the sort of thing that you come across and i spoke to the guys directly about this and i said look here's the thing no one that we know actually bought a mac pro recently so we have like a tiny percentage of our users so we didn't bother with dealing with it but if we see an uptake because of this new mac pro well then we'll support it because it's not you know, like beyond the realm of possibility. It's not as big a port as the old days when you you had Mac and PC and it would just mm. be, there's no yeah. way to come out on a Mac. Um, yeah. So the, the thing is, it's going to be slightly chicken and egg, right? If the thing sells well and starts popping up all over the place, well, then people are going to support it and write stuff for it because, you know, clearly it's a machine that's capable. If it doesn't sell, if it's a, sort of an obscure sort of, you know, weird collector's item, then they'll stay with just supporting hardcore um, PC stuff. The thing I was glad about is nobody was trying to pitching it as a games machine because that's the thing that they always try and do normally and it's normally a disaster when somebody says it's going to be a games machine because it never appeals to the gamers. Um, yeah, I will say this. I've got to believe that um, there was a chance we weren't going to get something. Yes. And so the so. fact that we got something and clearly it's one zero. So, yeah. there's nothing stopping them being a good card down the pipe. Well, you know, we've only got the uh, – in the first generation, you know, the AMD card, but now in the second version, uh, you can now have a and card. Perhaps, I mean, applause, you know, and we we'll have to buy a second computer. Yeah. Um, so, I don't – I mean,
1: the, the graphics cards are well bolted in there and they're very, very yeah, but you very could have a well – somebody else bolted on They're all going you know, to have – Heat, you know, heat, heat sink compound and everything. And this is not easily and not an easy swap over. If there is no, I'm not a, saying that swap it. I'm like, saying
0: that they would just make just us a new version, version. that yes, would sell yeah. it with a different card in it. In the same way that yeah. you can now buy, you know, a laptop that has a different graphics card. But I don't take my old laptop in and swap it out.
1: Yeah, true. Um, so I mean, so but but we, get, we know Adobe are working on it. We know and and Premiere and Resolve. And we've got um, uh, all of these guys working on or already working on uh, acceleration and uh, ruling out the fact that you then need a Quadra 4000 card to accelerate um, uh, Premiere or to accelerate Resolve. So having a a a graphics card forced on us is uh, less of an issue at least for me, I mean, apart, and this part from this other application you were talking about, really, should we be? I think again, this is going to force a lot of people to to write um, write their apps and make them make them work with these graphics cards.
0: But here's the thing: if you were okay, so I reckon I guess you're I saying we, shouldn't, but you're we should. you're in the zone. We shouldn't really care. Yeah, see, but I think you're in the zone because at, at my place here, we're going to run Premiere anywhere. We're going to have yeah. it set up in a server with five or six, you know, edit stations as a star and sort of a hub and spoke, Rick, because that's what we want. We want a centralized server. We want to be able to share the same edits. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do it on my laptop. I don't want to have to have a lot of crunch in each of our you know, laptops. I want to have all that sitting out the back. We have talked about Premiere anywhere, and I think that's really huge for me. But for you, in an environment where you clearly work at major post houses, but you also work yourself, Yeah. I mean, if you came in off a shoot and you had cards you wanted to clear and you had some I'm not saying I've not got any inside knowledge, but I'm saying if you had some fast Thunderbolt two uh card reader for um for yeah. something like this, that would just yeah. rip. It would just rip stuff off that really fast. Absolutely. Stick it on your on your machine or on a promise array that's sitting beside it. Yep. And that IO speed, that's a big thing for digital cinematographers. Just how fast it is to clear cards and stuff. That, that's a big deal for me.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I mean clearly, this, it's pushing you towards Thunderbolt two peripherals. Yep. Um, there's a lot of people doing some great Thunderbolt products. You've got the the Promise Drive. I presume you're still great with that. Yep. G Technology are doing some fantastic stuff and some fantastic modules. Now, what's happening with G Because
0: I I used to I went to some very cool G Tech parties a couple of years ago. Um, mm. Do you? If, I haven't heard a lot from G Tech lately.
1: Um, they have got uh, some good gear
0: coming. Did you I am, go to a thing the other day, or a party, or a conference, uh, or a dinner I'm, party, or
1: a- I am now a G Tech uh, ambassador. I think they call it, or the G Team, a G Team <laughs> member. I think so. Now I'm, <laughs> um, on the inner on the inner circle with 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 G. Sorry, you can't say G Technology. Thank you very much. Not G Tech. Okay, I S- remember to say that. So- so, um, but so they, you, their, their new G-Tech EV stuff is fantastic. Now, again, you know, with all what, this what stuff, I don't, I don't sign on with companies uh, just for, 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 for swag. I do it, oh, I do I it with companies that I respect and whose gear I already use and I already like. But, the G-Tech, uh, the um, G-Technology, the, EV, um, the EV, drives
0: EV drives are a,
1: a, a modular... Uh, At the moment, Thunderbolt 1, but i can only presuming Thunderbolt Thunderbolt 2 is around the corner. I don't know anything about that yet. But um, like your promise drive thing, right, it's kind of modular. You can insert these little um, portable drives. So little portable two-and-a-half-inch drives. One is they have two sizes. One's like a a rated sort of slightly slower. Um, version and they have a really fast like I think 250 megabytes a second little rated two and a half thing which then dock into this EV dock thing right so when you take them they're not it's not a proprietary kind of fitting they actually have um, USB 3 in them so you can go out on on the road and use USB 3 on your laptop and use these little drives and then dock them into their little their, their dock which is Thunderbolt um, oh, so there's uh, like a mothership
0: so, that you dock yes, them into? Yes, like a
1: little mothership dock okay. thing. So this is something that I think uh, of all of their stuff. For me, it's the stuff that really uh, I find really attractive, and I think it's going to. It can only grow, and hopefully they'll do uh, larger versions, more more holes in the thing. Thunderbolt two, I can only presume, will be around the corner. Um, but 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 I think this will sort of further push the Thunderbolt. Um, Development from not just G-, G technology, but from other people. Um, I know that um, Magma, the people who make one of the people who make Thunderbolt uh, expansion uh, expansion chassis for PCI cards like Red Rocket, etc. Have already made announcements that they are um, that it's okay to go and buy the Thunderbolt One versions now, and they will have um, affordable and easy Thunderbolt Two upgrade paths for current uh, and new customers. Hey, can so, I just
0: ask you a bit more about these? Cause, sorry, because I got a real, <laughs> I'm about to go to, to, to uh, Sidgraph, so this is kind of interesting. me. Is this shipping this thing?
1: Uh, it's shipping. It is uh, the the um, the EV.
0: Stuff you're talking about the G- yeah technology? because you're saying that that's that I I'm looking at the website. Yeah, so if you go to notes, G it's G- like 250 G- megabytes a second when docked, I presume.
1: G Technology um, the uh, G EV. So yeah. um, you'll see that the uh, they have two different sizes. I'm just calling it up now. They have two different sizes of um, of the little drive that docks into it. Um,
0: because it says it's the, two terabytes. I'm not quite sure whether that's the two one-terabyte drives that go in it or...
1: Yes, it's... Um, is that how it works? Uh, yes. The, well, the, the, the kit comes at the moment with two of the... They have the EV. Let me just get, call this up. Because I'm, I'm, the I'm, one
0: I'm looking at is only $800, uh, actually $750, and has yes. two terabytes yes. with the Thunderbolt and the, your two docking drives, which are yes. also... They're also USB three, right? They're not just right. USB three. Okay.
1: No the, no, the little G, the G drives, yeah. the G drive EVs that go in the slot, yep. are the um, uh, USB three only. Oh, they're only USB three. But when you dock them into the uh, the the um, thing, yeah, yeah, you know, into the, uh, the the hub, then the hub is is, is Thunderbolt. Right, and then they have the g doc EV, and then the G-Drive EV, and then they have the G-Drive EV Plus, which is again USB three, but it's like a rated, it's like a little two and a half uh, inch uh, r- 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 hard rated um, thing. And as I say, it gives you goes from like hundred and twenty five or so uh, megabytes a second from the original the smaller drive to about two hundred and fifty, so it's giving you about a double double the speed hmm. in a single little portable. Uh, Thing.
0: Well, now and, you've uh, found your G-spot. Are you going to be getting one of these? I am, cool. indeed.
1: I've, I've, uh, um, the, um, they're on the way. I'm keen to test them. I'm going to take them on the road with me and, uh, yeah, I'll be um, 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 hopefully chatting for on at SMPTE show when I get back uh, for them.
0: Because you're such a fund of knowledge, can I go on a rat hole? Please.
1: So, I'm such a fond, fond of knowledge.
0: You are at the moment, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about this, but anyway, now we're on the show, I'll ask you on the show. Yeah. So I was, I've was i been doing some research. We haven't some...
1: finished with the Mac Pro thing, right? We're going to go back. To that. Yeah, well,
0: that's what the rat hole is, isn't it? It's a distraction. Yeah. Well, you can finish. The... I'll, I'll ask you that line in a minute. What, what do you want to say about the Mac? Um, so I think
1: uh, that,
0: I mean, there's upsides and
1: downsides to this whole breakout thing. You know, clearly it's pushing you towards the 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 the, the, um, the, the peripherals. And there's the, the downside, though, of this is the price of the entry is, is going to be higher. You know, but before with a Mac Pro, you just added bare drives to it. Now you have to add an external hardware, you know, a, a rack or a RAID. A well, RAID. I already have that, so that doesn't really yeah, bother some people. Me. A lot of people don't. You always have to then put all those bare drives in it. And um, before you could just add specific graphics cards. Now you need to add an expensive Thunderbolt breakout box to house them in. And the other sort of hidden kind of cost, if you can call it, is a reliability one, right? Everything you plug in that's external is, uh, is a point of failure. It's another Thunderbolt cable. It's another thing to pull out or to, 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 to be bumped. And um, it's another thing to forget to bring on the road or forget to pack, you know. Um, But I guess the upside of all of that is it is – it's but, the size of a but load. are you going to take it green. on the road?
0: You said if I take it on the road, well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take it on the road. I
1: want to take this on the road. They're going to want to have this in a cart. They're going to want to be able to flight case it. They're going to want to take it away. And uh, You offer them this much amount of a power, of power the, the reasonably portable power, they're going to definitely want to take it. I uh, guess the, the plus side is though that's going to – all of this, even with external drives and things, is all going to probably fit in a medium-sized Pelican case. Rather than currently, for if they want to have yeah. a Mac Pro, that is you, really you hard to You need a ship. huge freaking road case that's yeah. worthy of a of a touring supergroup. You know? yeah. it's uh, a crazy. I mean, you've got road cases there for Mac Pro there, Turn and you know, it's it's a massive effort to yeah. to do that. Um, so yes, it's it's it, I guess it's giving you the ability to scale it up or down and and um, um, but yeah, it's it. You have to add external stuff and external cables and external power supplies for all this external stuff. I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm I'm sure that right now people are madly designing uh, expansion boxes and and things. What I'd love to see uh, is some kind of. Um, hub thing where you actually fit the the Mac Pro into it and then it I guess it kind of expands it into this sort of poor man's Mac Pro or rich man's Mac Pro whereby all the external drives and all the places for um uh, uh for 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 external graphics cards are all um are all in this external box which I guess you almost like maybe dock the Mac Pro into it because I just think you want to try and declutter this thing. This thing could get very cluttery very quickly, and I think Apple's idea of well, you just rotate it round. You know, if you have got all these cables plugged into it, I think it's going to be very clunky and, and things. But I guess again, the plus is that is I mean, we've we've seen the pictures of it next to the size of you know the original Mac Pro. It's freaking tiny. I guess it's you know it's it's not it's not that that uh, the upside is we've got a lot of power. In a, a very small space, um, but uh, yeah, it's
0: going to be good for those people running Smoke on Mac. Is it? Well, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: I mean, and and the, you, they, this will run happily on those those uh, graphics cards. Do we have? Do we have oh,
0: a, yeah. From, from I'm, them? I mean, I have not, obviously, not tested it because I don't have one. But um, yeah, as I understand it, it's going to scream on it. Yeah, look, I think
1: I, I guess what it'll do is it'll get rid of the need for if if these these um it's forcing these companies that who's will be relying on specific graphics cards to do specific acceleration it's kind of forcing them all into the same pot really it's already as we know we talked about you know black magic and adobe and a lot of the bi- the big the big hitters are all going to sort of fitting into, you know, being moved, Muhammad's kind of moving to the mountain kind of thing, I guess. So the need, the original worry was for all the people who need, have, have, need external graphics cards, right? Like for external monitoring, um, have, outs or you know need need um some proper professional monitor um external monitoring now we've got potentially the ability to have you've got an hdmi built straight into the thing Blackmagic have thunderbolt to uh, all sorts of sdi export or you know exp, uh, thunderbolt video cards they have that completely covered so um Hopefully, I think it's just a matter. It's just coming down to the software companies now to make sure that they that, that they that we're covered. Um, that they, their software is going to work with it. The Avid or whatever, you know, and Adobe are all going to let these um, uh, external peripherals work through Thunderbolt two. You know, that'll be the main thing. Just it's going to be it's going to be a lot of code that needs to be written. But um, we we are already covered somewhat with the um, uh, with the external peripherals, so I, I guess that was that was half of the worry that this expansion was going to rule out a lot of that stuff. but I guess you know hopefully actually the only other the only thing we have to wait for is for all of these people to update their gear and for like black magic to start updating this stuff to Thunderbolt two um, so it can make the most of all of the the massive throughput really well. Uh, I so the is we're ha- the, yeah. the upshot is we're, we're we're kind of we're happy really hey
0: happy. do you think it looks like a garbage can
1: <laughs> I think uh, my, the closest thing <laughs> you are replying to that that video that I saw of the the the, the people' little, little people's reaction a little to bit the, I love that video people's reaction to the Mac pro, all these sort of people on on the street kicking the shit out of this uh garbage can looking thing that was very funny um um. But for the upshot is we're happy right at the end of the day we're happy that they're making one. it's not quite what we've planned it's not quite what we thought, but hey, that's what Apple if does. if they weren't
0: making one, it would be way worse
1: oh yeah 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 we're happy I just we just need to now just uh just like a lot of things we need to now just let's get it shipping you know let's get it out there but now we can we can at least sort of plan basically we know you know we, we, we can start looking looking towards building our lives around Thunderbolt a bit more than you know.
0: Yep, and absolutely I think Thunderbolt 2 is really interesting and somebody pointed out to me it's just the first step on what's meant to be a plan to take it to um, to 10x so, you know, but that being said, as I pointed out there is expenses involved with Thunderbolt that stop it from being a low cost. Um, Somebody pointed out I I misquoted the numbers and I'm sure I did as to how much it is that people have to pay for um, the licensing but I stand by my comment that it's not Cheap to license, Thunderbolt.
1: Uh, all I know is, and I've been told this for industry sources, in inverted commas, is it adds one hundred and fifty dollars per. Yeah,
0: but drive. somebody pointed out there was a drive that was like Thunderbolt that wasn't that couldn't possibly had one hundred and fifty dollars tax on it, it
1: because it was almost yeah. less than that.
0: But I'm like, I okay, whatever. But we know it, there is a serious amount of licensing up up yeah. carry. Or what do you want to? uplift yeah hey can I get you back to question the other
1: push is to 4K as well because they're saying this is 4K capable Thunderbolt 2 is going to be capable of doing pushing out through to third party in inverted commas Um, I'm sure Apple will be working on it but uh, 4K external monitoring to be able to go through Thunderbolt 2 and the HDMI as we know should theoretically be capable of um, is capable of ultra HD and or 4K so um, again we're we're covered there what were you going to say Mike
0: well, I want to get back to my uh, question because I, I, I did my rat hole, really, if mm, I could mm. be so rude. Um, so, I've been doing some research for a bunch of films that are in production. And um, I was looking at one today. It's being shot in um, like Iceland or wherever. It's a big feature, big production. Uh, actually, I think it's um, the Black Swan director's new film. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, they listed as the lenses Hawk. And it's the third time in about as many weeks that I've looked at a film that's used Hawk lenses. But I was pretty much of the opinion that Hawk lenses were X lenses. Is there a sudden reason for the resurgence in Hawk lenses? I'm going to try to talk to you about this because you've been away. Do you um, know about this? Have you seen in, this at all?
1: Uh, kind of. I've been in uh, the company that we uh, got our gear from actually in Prague. They're based in Germany and they have. Um, uh, they are resp- Vantage Films responsible for the Hawks. I was very keen to get in there and get a t- to get my hands on with some of the stuff. But seriously, there is so few kits. Um, they make an awful lot for lenses. The Hawks. There's there's uh, the T1s. There's the V74s. There's um, two times and 1.3 times anamorphics. They make a lot of glass, and they make a lot of glass glass from the ground up, which is part of the issue. Of the very limited kits, like the, I really wanted to get my hands on the Hawk the T ones, but that is a very limited set. There's probably only two or three around, and the sets at the moment are only, I think, consist of only about three lenses, like a fifty-eighty-five and and, uh, thirty-five or so. But huge plans to, uh, they are not stopping at that. They've got huge plans to do, uh, to expand the Hawk T ones to expand them to not only T1s, but also do this V74, which is kind of like a, you know, a bit of a vintage, take some specific coatings off, give it a bit of a more um, sort of flary, a bit more of a a vintage look. Um, So to be able to do Hawk T1s, but with the V74 look, and to do expanded sets and, um, yeah, so there's very, there's probably only two or three sets of the V74 lenses, which are, um uh, yeah harking back to i think the 1974 was the first uh was when vantage opened i can't remember there was some significance to the 74 uh but uh, yes they 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 are rapidly trying to expand um their range of lenses and um Do all sorts of, of of crazy stuff. I was very very impressed with with Vantage, and I would definitely get my gear from them again. They had some beautiful kit. They actually had um, they had their own. um is it, right. just
0: a bit of scratching at your end? I don't know if oh that's, is there? Sorry, yeah. could just be my
1: could just be my uh, headset thing that I'm
0: sorry.
1: With, I? Um. um they also had their own, made their own, which we had on set, their own uh, video split monitors, like touchscreen monitors, yeah. which were beautifully made. Um, I'm trying to remember, the, I think the TS3 they're called. Um, they were just outstanding. They, they, their build, uh, their gear, their prep, everything was outstanding. I can't recommend them uh, highly enough. And, um, yeah, they've got office there in Prague, but uh, they are based in Germany, but um and those T1s actually I was very keen to find out I mean what are they based on how do they get a T1 lens and how do they get T1 across every single lens and they build them they are from they're not based on any other lens they're not they don't they're not you know, rehoused, anything, they are, from the ground up, they, they make them, um, so there's no, no wonder there's, there's very few to be had.
0: Kind of expensive though as well, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't even have a chance to get a hands, hands on, there's so few kits and, I, you know, because there's so few, there's, uh, they are rental only at this stage, but that's, you know, that's fine and, um... And they, you know, they do a lot of anamorphics um, and fast anamorphics. Uh, so I think that that's with the with the advent of the or with the growth in the in the Alexa four three that uh, a lot of people are shooting, uh, and because they're PL, they're not they're not panavision mount. Uh, they it, it's a they're a great resource of of a lot of choices of um, uh, PL PL uh, anamorphics. So they they work well on the on the four by three. Alexa. So it's no wonder there's a lot of people shooting with, with their lenses. It's just hard to, hard to get their hands on them. But, uh, you yeah, it sounds like and something that they're improving.
0: Well, uh, while we're on um, no particular order of things, <laughs> since you've been gone and probably I think it was like about a week ago, the uh, Canon 70D came out.
1: Oh, yes. I can't keep up with Canon's cameras. Seriously. Um, this is the, uh, I guess this is designed to be, not replace the 7D, but to be uh, the rebirth of the 7D, do we think?
0: Well, it's a, it's, yeah, it's sort of, I think, more replaces the 60D, doesn't it? Uh,
1: From my understanding Yes, I think so. okay, yes, of course, replace the 60D, yeah.
0: Um, the thing is, it's uh, just another, yeah, in an expanding line of um, of options, because, you know, you've got the three-digit line, the 700 as it were, the two-digit line, the 70, and the one-digit line, the 7. Um, I guess I was going to use this as an opportunity to ask you. I mean, this has a flip-out um, LCD on it, which is Ooh. not, you know, revolutionary. But yeah. um, do you reckon where – I mean, is it too early to start pondering a, a rev on a Mark 4 5D? What?
1: Look, I think by the time that comes out, I mean, we, set, they, we sat on the Mark 2 for a fair while before the Mark 3 comes out. I think, you know, I think we're going to be, we're going to have other solutions. I pray for other solutions before before we need to, for any of us who have grown up with the 5D kind of thing. I mean, bless it, it's changed the world. But uh, I think by the time we get to Mark 4, surely we'll, we'll have we'll have more sensible grown-up solutions and, uh, um I guess so much of this uh, as as Sony is kind of leading the way with their DSLRs are going very much catering for video in so much they have, you know, like electronic, uh, they've got rid of optical viewfinders. Um, maybe that's the the next, the next step for these, for these cameras and the 5D the 5D Mark four would probably have uh, a lot of that, um, you know, get away from, start getting away from, um, optical side of things and start getting a bit more electronic, flip-out screens, touch screens, electronic viewfinders, really uh, cater to the um, the video the video side of things that's really taken off, I so think.
0: What would you, yeah, I mean, where would you rate, away from the sort of hype, I guess, where would you rate a raw recording on that scale of things that would, because it seems to me that having seen raw out of the 5D with that oh, Latin yeah. Yeah, if you could, if you know, you could engineer a five D with RAW from Canon. I'd be salivating.
1: But do we think? I mean, the question is probably what, what, how much does Canon care about this? Right? I mean, they've let Magic Lantern get away with it. They've obviously Canon, Magic Lantern, and Canon talk. Obviously, um, they've clearly have an agreement with the one DC that they will not touch it. And I think it's. Pretty much, Canon has allowed them to do whatever they want, given the fact that it's not just catering to it's catering to the ten percent maybe of the people who might buy a 5D who want to do video, and then there's another you know little micro ten percent of that ten percent then who would then want to have. Uh, go beyond what the 5Ds factory... Yeah, uh, no, a lot of people, stuff, though, Jace, a lot of so people really, go for features they don't use. Really, isn't it? No, but
0: they go for features they don't use, I reckon. Yeah. I think that's what happens. Yeah,
1: look, I I just, I mean, it's definitely, I'm sure I'm sure Canon is taking notice and the industry is on notice the fact that we, we are, for, if you are going to give us video opportunities... Uh, in a camera, then you might as you know uh, let's 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 look to ways to hobble this a little bit less and let's look to maybe if the bottleneck is c f cards then let's look to other uh, let's the q x d cards or let's look to s by, s by s or let's look to let's look to some other card methods um or give us some external recording uh, god forbid external recording methods or some other way of tapping into the the cortex of these cameras to let us do it because clearly their cameras are capable of way more than the cards will let us record and uh i, I think they, the next step maybe is if we're going to keep stick, stick with this form factor then let's um uh i don't know it'd be good to give us some some better ways of rec- you know some record. L- let us let us get the maximum out of these cameras if we're so niche just just you know maybe they won't care i don't know it would, be, it would be nice, but maybe the, the fact that, A, we're such a niche market, people who want to do it, and B, the more they make these cameras great, the less people are going to actually bother buying a C100 or a C300, which they've invested millions on developing as well. So I don't know. How hard are they really going to listen to, to our pleas for this? You know, I think by the time they really pull their finger out and, 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 and do something for us on this, there'll be other solutions. Seriously, I think DSLRs are great and they're a good they're a good they're a good um, they've been a great uh, and, launch and pad for the do you think industry. that's going to
0: be full sensor sort of solutions that really satisfies because I'm oh, seeing like you yeah. know I'm hearing black like magic stuff, but I'm not seeing a big chunky full sensor
1: yeah i think i think they'll be i mean it won't be cheap it won't be five d cheap but there will be you know i think as soon as there's i think as soon as there's five as, as soon as there's some full frame uh, solutions with good codecs people you know i personally am not going to bother with, with with struggling with a dslr for very much longer um, as soon as we get start, um, for me anyway as soon as we start getting larger sensors out of red or or of sony um, with some decent codecs i'm 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 there's only so much i will put up with this you know, where, as we s- partly the frustration comes from when we've seen now seen as you say we've seen the difference in what this raw the camera can do, the difference in raw in terms of the sharpness and, and the, you know the depth the color that comes out of these things, you realise how shitty, how absolutely shit house these the 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 codec the, the, the what goes out to an SD card or a CF card for, that we've been you know shooting with, and I am mean, about to go shooting with. It's 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 really frustrating.
0: Which but, segues uh, well into our next and final topic, which is where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Chile, South Africa,
1: um, Austin, Texas, Perth, Melbourne, uh, New York.
0: How long are you away for?
1: Uh, three weeks, I think. Two, three weeks. Yeah, three we're weeks. a bit much more of a whirlwind trip this one. We're literally in the ground on the ground for a day and then we're out again. We're probably going to be spending half of those two and a half weeks, three weeks in, in the air, I'd say, just hopping around. But um, very, very minimal crew. No client, no agency. Literally, you know, the the guy who's doing the data is also the guy who's going to be running sound. Uh, I'm going to be literally, I am the camera department. The sound and did department are combined into one person, in one in one pair of legs, and a producer. So it's uh, very, but, very minimal. But
0: is it low budget, or is it like a small crew? But you get helicopters, and you know wherever you need to go, kind of. Yes,
1: yeah, a bit of that. I yeah. think I think that there's. Uh, it's, more it's, a trust it's not than necessarily a low budget. It's um, they just trust you to do there's it. There's a lot right? of money being spent in travel and accommodation, and just literally getting to, to out of the way places and uh, and places yeah,
0: you're going to. You know the main tourist attraction in each city.
1: Yeah, no, we're definitely sort of off the beaten track and dealing with, uh, you know, like… Um, you you got private
0: security at some of those locations, haven't you?
1: Uh, we probably will. No, we'll, we'll have people on the ground for us, help, okay. helping us because, you know, we're like de- going into sort of Zulu territory and going into… Um, or probably, what we'll probably need help with, I'm sure, I'm just sure by the time we land in South Africa, say, it'll be just when… Mandela pops off, and uh, you won't be able to move, and the whole place is going to go justifiably uh, insane for a little while. and <laughs> That's going to be yeah. this. Well, I'm, I'm
0: going to be roughing it myself. I'm going to be going to San Francisco and Los Angeles and Disneyland. Just really huh? going hardcore. We haven't we haven't got private security at Disneyland, but I think it'll be alright. I think you know, I think it's I think, I think okay. you'll I
1: think you'll be okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. Excellent. I,
1: I'll i I'll, I'll look look forward to hearing about that. You can try and uh, take your epic again.
0: No, I'm not going to take my epic again. I'm going to SIDGRAPH, right? SIDGRAPH happens to be in Anaheim. I'm not going to Disneyland to go for the rides. No, really, I'm not. No, honestly. Okay, sure. No, absolutely. SIDGRAPH sure, sure. um, should be good. Yeah, it'll be a good graphic conference. So... Tell me, the rig that you took to Europe and the rig that you're taking around the world, is it the same um, basic setup that we saw in your What's in Jason's Bag video? Uh, It was
1: for – that was Epic, which I shot in Prague. We had two Epics. I had Mm. – actually, I had a great help from a – I guess I'm going to call him expat, uh, Mark Bliss, who's uh, sort of Australian uh, cinematographer working over there. So that was a lovely – sort of, you know, Aussie kind of Czech crew interface person. He did a great job and we had, uh, yeah, two Epics and uh, just run and gun, very, very very lightweight, used the, um, had Paralynx, had my Paralynx transmitters on both. That was good. It, it worked most of the time when it worked. It was, it's brilliant. I actually did some car-to-car stuff where I was actually doing driving mm. rigs. I was shooting in a car with one my right hand while I was sh- operating a uh, a camera mounted on the outside of the car or an on a limpet mount on outside operating that with my left hand and we 're losing light and i 've got a five year old child inside which i 'm trying to direct in a language that 's not my first language and uh, um, and we 're losing light and i 've got the creatives in the car behind uh, what with my monitor watching you know wireless monitor watching watching as we shot, and that was sensational because they had a great picture it never dropped out and what the big thing when you 're doing car to car and when you 're doing you know the sort of car rigs you didn't have to stop and get everybody to come out look at playback have notes let's think about what we should do for the take two and then go on again it was uh, fantastic they could just literally i got i got i was shooting away i got the radio call everyone's happy in this car terrific let's move on it's just like yes awesome okay on to the next location before we finally lose light and because uh, you know working with kids we had uh, very little um got um restricted you know time with them even in even in, with Czech Czech Republic rules <laughs> so that was that was awesome keeping it light and light and run and gun and and uh, that was very much that sort of documentary style and uh, the agency were on board with just you know running behind me with uh, a wireless monitor and not having not fitting too tied to uh, video village which was terrific uh, when I go off on the next jaunt, I think it's going to be 5D. Unfortunately, just because it's doing our own data and it's a quick turnaround, it's not for broadcast. It's more for web, um, more of a corporate video. So I think, um, uh, and with this client before, I've shot with the 5D. So it's, uh, it's you know, I, I, it's, it, I completely justified for me to do it again with them. And, you know, running gun, very small, very light, I don't want to do excess baggage. I don't want to have 50 million bags. Uh, and yeah, we're doing our own data on the road. And so I don't have the access to the full DIT cart. So, yes, 5D it is, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I'll be fine. But um, yeah, horses for courses.
0: Excellent. Well, that sounds jolly. Is that good. enough about me? Jesus. No, it's good. Probably it's something really else
1: interesting. Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting. Fun or something happened in the, in the in the world um something happened in
0: the world uh, apart from me i um i'm afraid we're going to have to wrap it up there jace i have okay. to um get ready for a thing i'm doing to um uh well it's basically i took a very long time to organize an interview with someone in zurich and uh having had so many hoops to jump through to get permission to do this i don't want to miss out on it
1: cool go do that a couple of quick things i want to just swing people to um a really awesome video on Vimeo, which is quite a long doco from uh, UAP, Uh, The Camera That Changed the World, an awesome documentary on the move to and designing cameras for handheld and what that did to the sort of reportage kind of documentary kind of style and how it brought the time-life immediacy to the motion to moving pictures, um, just search for the camera that changed the world on Vimeo, and it's it's sensational. It's um, you know quite a long quite a long doco dealing with you know the Arton the Arton founders, how they sort of started you know developing some of the early early handheld cameras and the struggles of doing that. Beautifully done documentary, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm it's awesome. And also, uh, if you're wondering. Um, when dragon is shipping, there's a new website. Is dragon shipping dot is and <laughs> uh, just go to there and uh, find your answer.
0: You're kidding me, right? <laughs> is Isdragonshippingyet.com. Is There you go. Is Dragon Shipping Yet dot com? Is that right? Yeah. Where'd this come from?
1: I don't know. Anonymous source.
0: Okay. Not me. Good. Okay. Good to yeah.
1: know. So, yeah, if you're ever wondering, is it shipping? Just go there and you'll find the answer.
0: Great. Thank you for that. Excellent. I walked right into that one. Anything um, else? Anything else? That's it, Jace. Thanks so much for being with us, guys. Really appreciate <laughs> guys. you being here. And, talk to in uh, a couple of weeks. Talking in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Send your
1: questions or comments to rc at fxguide.com. Copyright 2011, FX Guide, LLC.